Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. We live in California. You probably heard about the ban in 2030 on gas appliances. I'm going to go over in some detail about how this would affect the pool industry and, of course, gas pool heaters. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think it's important to note that California usually sets the precedent for the nation. And so what we do here, unfortunately, in a lot of cases, spreads to other states it started here with the low NOx gas heaters, low NOx gas heaters, and Texas adopted that. I believe there's a couple other states that adopted the low NOx gas heaters, which caused the price point for these gas heaters to go up substantially over a standard gas heater. And I don't know if the rest of the country would ban gas appliances. And I should note here that the appliances that are, are being talked about that are being banned are gas furnaces and gas water heaters. There's nothing yet that I can find on the fact that gas pool heaters are going to be banned, but the final appliances in this ban, I think, are going to be hammered out in 2025. So they haven't created a full list of appliances that are going to fit into this particular list. Currently, the gas stoves are not banned in this legislation that's going to be going forward, but gas heaters. Uh, water heaters and gas furnaces are being banned for sure at this point. Pool heaters were not on that list as far as I can tell. I, I was trying to read that particular um, ruling or, or proposal. It was like 150 pages. So I couldn't find anything on there in particular about gas pool heaters. What's probably going to happen, though, is that in the year 2030, when the builder builds out a, a new house, they probably won't be putting gas lines in. I mean, that's something that I'm speculating They'll just have everything electric, and therefore, if you wanted to build a pool in the backyard at that point, you would not be able to put a gas heater because there will be no gas line or gas meter at the house. That probably could happen, and then you wouldn't be able to put a gas range in either because there's no gas line. So I think that's the future of what's going to happen, and their whole point is to eliminate the, you know, I guess the pollution or the burn-off from that. They, they're already banning gas lawnmowers and gas leaf blowers. I think it's 2024 when you're not allowed to buy a gas lawnmower or gas leaf blower. And so the state is moving towards one of these zero emissions kind of things. And gas heaters, gas pool heaters may fall into that category soon. Individual cities can ban them. There's 50 cities that have already banned gas stoves. So you can't even buy one and install it in your house. And I think gas pool heaters are probably going to be banned in the future. So what are the alternatives to a natural gas pool heater? Why is natural gas, why do people like the natural gas pool heaters? Well, they used to be less expensive than heat pumps because 
of the price point, they became very popular. They're also very easy to install because most builders would run a gas line when they put the equipment pad in, and therefore you would just hook up a gas heater and it would be really easy to do. There's a couple of real benefits to a gas heater that a heat pump can't compare with, and I'm going to touch on the heat pumps, which are going to be the alternative to the gas heaters in the future if you're not able to have one put in. But the gas heaters heat up the water very rapidly, especially if you have a 400,000 BTU gas heater. If you have a spa, and let's say that the water temperature in the spa is at 60 degrees, with a 400,000 BTU heater, if you have the pump running at the full speed, you can heat that spa in about 20 minutes to 100 degrees. So it heats up very rapidly, but people like that. If you're having a pool party and the pool is at 70, and you have an average size pool, let's say you have a 14,000 gallon pool, you want to get to 80, you can turn that gas heater on maybe like 8 in the morning, and by 2 in the afternoon, that pool, if it's a 400,000 BTU gas heater, should be at 80 degrees. So it heats faster than a heat pump would heat. And it also works in really cold weather. So heat pumps are not effective in temperatures below 50 degrees. So if you wanted to use your spa one night and it's 40 degrees out, it's going to take a lot longer. And it's not going to be energy efficient to use that heat pump to heat up that spa as if you were to use a gas heater. Now, the gas heaters with the low NOx should be sufficient for the cities and states, not to ban them because they're specially designed not to have, you know, high emissions and not pollute. But again, they may ban them entirely. So you have to be aware of the alternative, which is a heat pump. Now, the solar heating, of course, is another alternative, but it's not going to heat anything up nearly as hot as you're going to need it for it to be effective. And the only other device that can heat up a pool and spa is a heat pump. These are these work off electricity. And so here's something that you have to be aware of is that they pull a lot of amps. So you, you're going to need a dedicated 220 volt line for the heat pump. And running a 220 volt line is not cheap. 230 volt line, I guess you should I should say, is not inexpensive. I had one run before at one of my rental properties to have an air conditioner unit installed. And if I remember correctly, it was about 40 feet and it was about $1,500 to run the 220 volt line under the house. So it may get really expensive to install a heat pump, especially if your electric box or there's nowhere else to tap into it is far from the pool equipment. You're, you're talking a couple thousand dollars to run the line out there for the heat pump to operate. You can't connect it to a existing pool equipment because it pulls like 30 or 40 amps when it starts up maybe even more 50 amps and that will just trip the breaker if you have like a pump connected there and a salt system and automation so it needs its own dedicated line and so what i would suggest for pool builders to start doing i would have i would you know maybe run both a, a two, 230 volt line and leave it there with a, a lid on the box and then also run a gas line so the customer has the option of upgrading to or switching over their heat pump later and not having to run that line. So if you're having a pool built, it wouldn't be a bad idea to have an extra uh, 230 volt line run and just have it sitting there waiting. Another reason why natural gas heaters have really caught on in California is that it's really inexpensive to run a natural gas heater. They heat that spa that I mentioned from uh, 60 degrees to 100 degrees would only cost maybe six to ten dollars if you're going to use it for a couple hours so it's not a huge amount of money where you have the heat pump works off electricity and if you're in an area like mine where it's a tiered system the more electricity use the more expensive it is per kilowatt hour 
it's going to be really expensive to run your air conditioner, turn on your heat pump to heat up your pool and spa, and to run all the other appliances in your house. I mean, the last heat wave here, my electricity bill running my air conditioner, and I have a variable speed pump, was almost $500, and it's you know not a gigantic house. I guess it's a fairly large house, but it's not gigantic by any standards. And I've heard different people, I've talked to different people around the area. Some had electric bills of $500, $600, and there was a heat wave here in California last month where you know, for like 20 days straight, it was close to 100 degrees. And so our electricity bills were crazy high. Probably I've never had a bill as high as that because I never had to use my air as much, air conditioner as much. So if I had a heat pump installed and I was running that, it's going to be extremely expensive to use that product. So yes, it's not producing. Well, technically, if you were to think about it logically, if you're switching everything over to electricity, and again, I'm not going to get political here, the same thing when they when they were banning, when they banned single speed pumps, they didn't throttle them down so that you can't run the variable speed pumps at 3450 RPMs. So you can technically buy a variable speed pump and run it at the full 3450 RPMs 24 hours a day and bypass their ban on the single speed pumps that have, they use a lot of electricity. And the same thing here, the logic with banning gas appliances is because of the emissions and the pollution it causes. But to create the electricity for electric furnaces, heat pumps, and those devices, you're going to increase the production of electricity. And a lot of power plants use fossil fuels to generate electricity. And so you're really going to create, you're just going to transfer the pollution from maybe, you know, a thousand homes to one power plant. So I don't know the logic behind that. I do know that a heat pump is going to be more expensive to run. It's going to be less effective because it doesn't work well at lower temperatures. How the heat pump works is it takes the ambient air and it draws it in. And that's what it uses to heat up the pool and spa. Unlike a gas heater that actually heats up the air with the gas uh, burners in the gas heater, the electric heat pump works a little differently and so basically it's going to take a lot longer to heat up that spa i would say if your spa with a gas pump is heating up in 30 minutes with a heat pump you're looking at an hour and a half probably depending on the air temperature and how long it takes it to heat that and i think it would be virtually impossible to heat up a pool that's like at 50 degrees with a heat pump in the wintertime if you wanted to have a pool party with a natural gas heater that's very doable it would take maybe two days to get it from you know 40 degrees to 80 or 90 degrees but with the heat pump it probably wouldn't be doable especially if the air temperature is below 50 degrees it would just be uneconomical to run that thing it would take literally forever so there are drawbacks with the heat pump versus the gas heater and how they heat up the pool and spa so just be aware of the fact that the heat pumps are definitely more limited in their capacity and if you're using a gas heater now you're pretty much spoiled because the way it works so effectively, you're not going to appreciate the way a heat pump works. Don't get me wrong, heat pumps are not ineffective or inefficient. They just heat differently and slower. And so you just have to be aware of that fact. And I think most pool professionals are really unaware of how a heat pump actually works. I found this really good explanation. It's on Aqua Comfort site. And here's how a heat pump works. A fan pulls warm air over the evaporator coil, causing the liquid refrigerant inside it to heat up and turn into gas. 
the warm refrigerant gas enters a compressor, which increases the temperature and pressure of the gas. This almost sounds like a reverse air conditioner, and the air conditioner works the other direction with the compressor. Um, that's just my talking there. Here's the rest of the how it works. The hot gas refrigerant exits the compressor and enters the condenser heat exchanger where the heat is transferred to the pool water flowing on the other side. Having lost some heat to the water, the hot gas reverts to a liquid state before exiting the condenser and entering a thermal expansion valve. The thermal expansion valve allows a refrigerant to expand, decreasing its temperature and pressure before starting a cycle again. So you can see that this cycle obviously is a lot slower because a pool gas heater, basically the the natural gas has burners and it flames like if you were on a cooktop cook top stove and that's how the water heats. And so if you ever, of course, use a gas stove, you'd have a, a pot with water boiling and it would boil that water in like two minutes with the flame underneath. Same thing with the gas heater. The flames get really hot. The water passing through there gets extremely hot. You ever had put your hand by the return jet of a hot tub? Let's say you're at the spa and it's only 70 degrees. Put your hand near the return jet of the spa and you're going to feel with a gas heater the hot water coming out of there and it comes out really hot and that's how the gas heater works. So the heat pump's going to work a lot slower. There's different reports of how long it takes to heat a pool. It depends on the BTU of the of the heat pump. They have sizing charts online if you wanted to look those up. I pulled one up here. And if you had a 20,000 gallon pool, you would need an 85,000 BTU heat pump um, in the summer and 110,000 BTU in the spring and fall. So you would probably need a 110 BTU heat pump there. And if you had a bigger pool, you would get a larger BTU heat pump. Now the BTU of the natural gas heaters is different. I think a 400 BTU heater heats up the water twice as fast as a 240 or 200 BTU heater. And so it's going to be much more effective regardless of the BTU of the gas heater. It's going to be much faster than a heat pump just by the nature of how it heats up the water. So if your gas heater again heats up your pool from 70 degrees to 80 degrees in a matter of a few hours, that same pool, if you're going to have that party, you would have to turn your pool on and turn the heat pump on probably, I would say, two days prior to give yourself plenty of time for that water to heat up at least 24 hours prior um, for it to get hot enough to get to close to 80 degrees. So it's going to take longer. For a spa, it's going to heat up maybe twice as long as it would take a gas heater heat up. So if your gas heater heats your spa up in 20 minutes, a heat pump maybe it will take 40 to minutes to one hour to heat up. So there is a drawback. And I mentioned again that you're on the grid as far as electricity. And if you don't have solar, you're going to be paying a lot of money for that heat pump to operate over the natural gas heater. So there are some economic drawbacks to going with a heat pump over a gas heater, as well as time constraints as far as how long it takes to heat up the water. And I guess this all goes back to the beginning where I talked about the ban that California is implementing by 2030. By 2025, we're going to know exactly what appliances are in that ban. Currently, again, I didn't see anything about the swimming pool heater on there, but that could change. It could be a null point anyway if they don't allow you to put gas lines in to new homes. And of course, the, the gas range is probably going out. It's going to be a thing of the past eventually. All this to say that what California does, the rest of the nation soon follows suit 
and you may see similar bans in your area of the country. And the alternatives right now aren't that great for a gas heater. So hopefully they'll exempt that because we already have low NOx heaters in California that really put out very little pollution in the air. And I think what they should implement maybe is that across the nation that might be something worth doing. But you're ignoring the problem, I think, overall of other pollutants out there and especially the power factories that have to produce electricity that are going to power these extra electric appliances out there. But I'm hopeful that if you already have an existing gas heater, that if after 2030, if that goes out, you'll still be able to get one. They may just grandfather you in, or they may ban them entirely, who knows? And the alternative isn't the greatest at this point. And hopefully they'll improve the heat pump technology to where it'll work more effectively, like with air conditioning units. I don't know if you've seen the new units, but they're, they're, everything is miniaturized. The condensers are smaller, and maybe they'll make the heat pumps more effective. Price point-wise, heat pump and gas heater are about similar in price right now. It's not like you're paying a lot more for the heat pump over a gas heater. You just have to have the extra electrical line run for the heat pump over the gas heater and deal with the fact that the heat pump is a much slower way of heating up the pool and spa. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on that podcast icon. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I run, you can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.